welcome to the Reference Point Podcast. I am your host, Paulo, and today I am joined by my two thunderous co-hosts, Anthony and Matthew. Hey, what's up, guys? You usually me. say Matthew and then Anthony. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, Paulo. Sometimes, okay. sometimes you, you got to switch it up on the audience, you no. know? They can't see it coming. I'm just going to say someone got demoted. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. It's okay. There's some stuff going on behind the scenes uh, between Paulo and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you'll be see surpri- in September. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, don't be, su- don't be surprised if somebody gets written off. It's okay. Or recast. Don't worry, about, don't worry about There's no drama. What drama? It's fine. So today, we're going to be talking about Thor 4, more Thor, Love and Thunder. Very nice. Yeah. So we're going to change things up with uh, the format of this episode. Instead, we're going to go right into spoilers. So this is a spoiler review. So if you haven't seen the movie, spoilers. stop the video Spoiler. now because we're going to be spoiling it. So the movie kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, th- this movie was not good. It was not good. <laughs> Bottom tier MCU. I was not expecting this. Um, Guys, this movie kind of makes Ragnarok looks like the, look like the Godfather Part 2 for me. They made a Thor movie worse than The Dark World. I'm, I'm, I can't even be mad. I'm more impressed that <laughs> they actually made a movie worse than like the worst MCU movie. I would well worst MCU. I mean, it's usually a lot of people usually do rank it very, very low. Thor: no, The Dark World, it's like, like that, maybe or two. Ultron, or uh, Iron Man Three. I no. thought about this guy. I swear to God, not dude. Ultron, dude. I swear to God, Ultron gets so much hate. People now it's like, being yeah. loved. I'm sorry, guys. I thought about this, and I legitimately believe it's the worst MCU movie. It's my least favorite, without a doubt. This movie disappointed me on every single level. Just not one thing went right for me in this movie. It's, oh my god, I don't even know where to start. The fact, like, <laughs> why would, like, it's gonna be a complicated episode, then. <laughs> it's just, you should. Well, we'll start from the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> just, yeah. Like, look, I'm gonna just give my thoughts. With Korg narrating. I like how it started. Okay. Like, genuinely, I enjoyed how it started. I thought Gore losing his daughter was compelling. It was emotional. Him seeing the god basically just laugh in his face. And then him killing the god. It's like, okay. I was like, okay. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for god butchering. I'm, I'm sorry. But already the god looked like he came right out of the comedy sketch. So it's already like an SNL character. That god. <laughs> let's be real. And what's even worse... Is that Gore doesn't get this idea by himself? The the necro sword is that what they called it in the yeah I think so. the necrophilia sword that's right yeah whatever the necro sword <laughs> who everyone knows in the comics is held by Null not in the MCU because the rights are up in the air damn you Sony but oh like uh, Gargantos yeah like Gargantos <laughs> yeah it's Shimagorath yeah they uh, they, uh, they canonized they canonized Conan <laughs> yeah, yeah. They canonized Conan damn it okay my point being the sword tells him kill all the gods kill all the gods. He couldn't come to that conclusion himself. You really have to have the sword tell him. Like you sounded creepier than the sword. Just Honestly, thank you. <laughs> the thing is, it's this. This movie has this weird fascination of making the weapons living. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, like look. It was funny for the first joke, like when he calls the hammer and then the axe slowly shows up and it's like okay, that's, that's that kind of funny. And it works too because it's like it's obviously not going to get in there violently. It's in a crowd of people, so like. It's it's coming in, but then afterwards, where it's like, it gets personified as this like jealous partner, and it's really and just. I actually really like weird. personifying the hammer. No, I like personifying Mjolnir and I, uh, Stormbreaker. I, just, I thought that was really funny. Honestly, God, I just didn't like when Stormbreaker is like, "Oh, I'm gonna use the Bifrost," and he like he, he oh he falls down. And he's like, "Ouch! Why are you mad at me, Axe? Like it's, it's dumb, guys." Yeah, it's, it's like I'm sorry, it's dumb. They literally could have just said that the Axe wasn't strong enough to do it. And that's why they needed a conduit. 
Mercedes like, oh no, it's jealous, so it's not performing well. It's yeah. <laughs> Matthew knows a lot about underperformance, you know. So. Yeah. Um, no, I actually that was one of the recurring jokes that I really, really did like. I kind of got a little bit tired of. Would the you say it's relatable? Screen. Underperforming. Be quiet. It was. Kinda, <laughs> You relate to the goat screaming. God, oh my god, I was so fucking over it after like the the, the second scream. Stop cursing. We have to censor this out every single time. <laughs> just put the scream with every curse. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like the that. Point that is, funny. The point is, editor, the goat. Make sure to put uh, goat screams. I'm the editor. They need to know. I'm the editor. Let's do it. The goats were funny at first. By the end of the movie, when they're like going to uh, what's it called, the, the shadow realm, and they're still yelling, and I'm like, okay, we get it. They yell, it's funny, and we saw the Taylor Swift video it's in 2011. Like, literally, give me a break. Though, it's such, it's a 2013 joke, and it's in 2022. It's the joke is literally as old as the MCU, practically. Yeah, literally. It's, uh, so now let's like you know let's continue forward. So now we have set up uh, Gore the God Butcher, and he does a very severe lack of God butchering in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everything is off screen. Which is could have been the coolest part of the movie, but they did yeah, it like far from home, you know. When you, <laughs> no, not like far from home. <laughs> MJ, I just want to sit next to MJ in the plane. Thought you could bring up Doctor Strange <laughs> or that too. We but, do it in the review, yeah, exactly. But Gore, the problem is they do all the God butchering off screen, and he's in the movie for like what feels like five minutes. Every scene that he's in is good. Like I really like what they did with Christian Bale. Christian Bale can never phone in a performance. <laughs> he's torturing the kids. Yeah, like it's great. It's that's like it's funny, but it, like. It's, it's it's not a joke, but yeah, it's still it's, funny. It's genuinely a little unsettling. Yeah. And it's because yeah. of his performance. Yeah, Christian Bale uh, saved that character. He, uh, yeah, it's just could have been Malekith level bad, you know. Yeah, oh, it's just Jesus. so underutilized that it's like I want it to be better. Like, yeah. I want it more. And the thing is, it's not Christian Bale's first time. They could have literally made Gore like an American Psycho type character. Like I know it's like a big <laughs> meme yeah. nowadays. Why not, you stupid? bastard let's see paul allen's hammer <laughs> no but like <laughs> you want to see another man's hammer but like they could have he, he could do that performance of this cycle this person that just kills for the sake of killing sure but they just decided no let's not do that let's let's focus in on honestly they focused in too much on the jokes and look taika watiti is hilarious this guy is a phenomenal comedy writer yes but uh, he he overdid it for this movie. I, I love what we do in the shadows. One of the funniest movies of all time. Well, I, that's a movie I could put it on any day of the week and I'll laugh. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Ragnarok is better than this movie in every way possible. I find like in terms of villain, in terms of cinematography, in terms of performances, just like every way I find it's better. Maybe not performances. Even, I kind of just said it, but like, look, Every way it's better, basically. Even the CG was better. Like, how yeah, did the CG look worse? We'll have an episode 2022 about episode. VFX. We'll have yeah. an episode about VFX. I, I'm not gonna. I, you know, I was I was watching the movie, and then a lot of things came out uh, about behind the scenes drama involving VFX artists. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah, shit I, on the VFX. I, I, I don't want to comment too much. No, but I'm I'm just gonna say this quick, quick. I don't blame any of the VFX artists or the VFX studios. I blame the studio itself. Yeah, Marvel for not is, delaying the movie or not giving them more time. Marvel that, is pumping out too much content, and they're clearly not able to keep up. It's not even that they're pumping out too much. It's more that they give the smallest deadlines that they have to rush it. They they could pump out as much as they want, but if they take their time with it, it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. It's you know. The CG back then always it it's been looking good the entire like for the entire MCU practically, and even even when they did three movies a year, it's yeah. But you also have the TV shows now. We have had like five but, six TV shows yeah, come out, which takes up. But guys, you're acting like 
you're acting like at Marvel Studios, there's one VFX house at Marvel Studios. That, no, the, there's so the many VFX, VFX. Right. It's more that the deadlines suck. It's yeah, not that they have too much. Those VFX houses are also doing other, other movies. Other MCU yeah. properties too, simultaneously. Not, yeah. They're also doing, you know, Black Adam and whatnot. Don't forget. Yeah. There's a lot of movies use VFX nowadays. That's so. why I said they're using, they're doing other movies. Okay. It's. It, Look, a lot of people uh, with this movie, they talk about the uh, imbalance of comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, which I do think there is to an extent there yeah. is an imbalance of comedy uh, but for myself the biggest issue with Taika Waititi's script is that it feels aimless this yeah. entire movie like Ragnarok the beginning middle and end of Ragnarok all feel very cohesive it feels like a like a very very uh, compelling story if you will with a lot of humor sprinkled throughout yeah this movie feels like it takes comedy places it at the forefront in front of storytelling yeah, it's like which wrote. i disagree with entirely that this it's movie should not be a comedy first this movie should be a compelling story first which mm -hmm. they had sprinkles of with jane and we're going to get to this but ultimately i'm watching the movie and it just really feels aimless it feels like yeah. there is no plan there is no screenplay to this yeah. movie it just feels like a bunch of crap slapped together oh now we're gonna go get this Oh, this didn't work. Now we're going to go get this. And oh, it's, we're already at the third act. Oh, it's not the third act. Okay, so let's time, have, some, have some time to breathe here. Let's get some emotional bits in. Okay, now we're in the third act. Like, uh, I'm no. sorry to say Ragnarok was like 50-50. It was like 50% comedy, 50% like, you know, action. And it totally worked. Movie. This movie felt more like 80-20. 80% comedy, 20% the rest. Like, you it, know. Yeah, because the thing is, if to me, it felt like Thor was written as if like, they came up with a series of jokes or like comedic scenarios and then they're like, let's write a movie around those. Yeah, it was like a bunch of skits from The Office that they turned into a Marvel movie. Yeah, and like what sucks is that even Taika Waititi is a great screenwriter. Just like look at The Hunt for the Wilder People. And Jojo Rabbit, he Jojo won the Academy Rabbit. Award for. Best screenplay. It's He could write well. He could balance comedy and seriousness. But in this, it's like he just kind of like fell off a bit. It's like, yeah. this is one of those instances where I don't really know uh, what the behind the scenes issues were. Did they give Taika too much creative freedom to just do whatever he wants? I and then this is what we got. Did you hire a filmmaker who gave us a four hour cut? This is confirmed a four hour, like uh, assembly cut, which basically means that you just put together all the footage that you've shot mm -hmm. and then scrap over half of that to get under a two-hour runtime to please Bob Chapek. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Bob Chapek. That you know, guy has... Literally, Iger has stated that hiring him has been the worst decision he's made. Yeah. And he made the sequels. So, <laughs> he but, directed them. Bob Iger. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like, I, what exactly is going on? I don't... And then when the director says, like, yeah, like, two hours of footage, like, it's not in there because, well, it's not good enough to be in there. He says it's unusable. I'm like, wow, so that's unusable. To, what did you call so, this movie? So ha no, but half of your movie that you shot was unusable? And who's to say it was actually unusable and not just, like, they didn't want it? No, but it, it probably was, was because it gives me the impression that this whole movie, they were just dicking around on set. That's kind of the impression that I get. Mm. No, but it, it felt like they had fun making it. And they kind of forgot to make a movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So let's let's continue with the movie itself, like you know, ranting a little bit too much, but that's okay, because okay. we kind of have to like let our thoughts out because, you know, this movie was severely disappointing. So yeah. let's go with Jane now. Jane in the movie becomes the Mighty Thor, which is what happens in the comic books. Like in the comics, read the comic instead; it's much better. Yeah, honestly, like in the comics, Jane has cancer, and so. <laughs> 
Oh wait, what? That wasn't a joke. <laughs> I mean, the movie. Our theater laughed off. when they said it. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. Um, we just treated it like a joke in the movie, so I guess we were supposed to laugh at that. Kind of. I no? swear to God, our theater laughed when they said it. At a point, like what? our theater <laughs> did laugh at that. That's a fact. Mine didn't at all. It was dead serious. I was like, what? It got one of the bigger laughs, surprisingly. A lot of the jokes did not hit in this movie. Uh, my, for throughout my theater, every joke was laughed at, and it no. got a standing ovation at the end. <laughs> the biggest laugh was the mid credit scene was me and my friend Peter started laughing because Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso showed up, and we were laughing so hard because we were just talking about Ted Lasso on the Metro ride there. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Right. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. So, Great cameo. We'll get to Hercules. So Jane has cancer and so ah. in order to sort oh, of like in the comics i believe in order to help stop it she gains the power of thor no you're completely wrong <laughs> okay yeah so how does point it is whenever she does chemo it gets completely erased whenever she picks up that hammer and that's basically the movie does the same thing okay every time that hammer is picked up the chemo from her body is erased so being thor is actually killing her okay which is really compelling for me that's and, a fantastic idea. And guys, if you read the comic, it's really well done. Like it's even the art by Russell Dodderman. Oh, I really hope I pronounced his name right. But he did such a good job. Oh my! It's one of my favorite modern stories, without a doubt. That and even the Gorb story, in which this movie butchered two of my favorite Thor storylines. Hey, so, Taika, the story butcher. I wouldn't say <laughs> the Jane storyline is butchered because that to me was the highlight of the movie. Like mm -hmm. if, I, if I were really to draw something that I, 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 I enjoyed very, very much, it was that. Because um, there are, it is sprinkled throughout the movie in ways that um, really does take its themes and, and, and storylines seriously. Like it does take it seriously to an extent, but then the, the way they interweave comedy throughout that just kind of like, diminishes the whole thing in and, my opinion and i'm sorry to say i've said this before to you guys but deadpool did it better they had the cancer storyline Dead in deadpool, deadpool one deadpool did the and cancer it was better. better like they t they made their jokes when they had to but they right. kept it serious because having cancer is serious and it's not something yeah. to be laughed at yeah ah, and right. it's very very sad especially seeing what you actually do with jane at the mm -hmm. end of the movie you know mm -hmm. killing off jane you would think that it was built up throughout the movie in a more compelling way uh, but it really doesn't. It's in favor of the storyline that is just so scattershot and yeah. feels kind of like a, a, a quest movie where we got to... I don't even know, man. We have to get the Thunderbolt to Zeus because... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, why? Like, I, I don't even remember why, honestly. Like, God. To um, me, this is just all a waste of time. It was like it was, a filler episode. It was because it's more powerful than, I think, the axe, and it was able to kill Gore. But in it reality... It didn't even it was, do it. <laughs> but in reality, it was used so he could, tra he could travel there. It, it, it was it's dumb i'm sorry guys and, it's dumb yeah let's talk about the gods i i liked the fact that they made the gods a bunch of dicks because <laughs> that's what in most mythologies they are they're they're a b group of dicks even for the gods like you see the panther goddess she has no speaking lines it's clear that they want to make the gods like assholes and whatnot but i feel like once again it's a joke it's they don't do it seriously enough that like it's not a real threat to me. Like he's talking about orgies. Like he says like six times the same joke. Like you see a dumpling at one point. Yeah, the like, dumpling took me out of it. Like, look, I get that's meant to be a comedy. It's a comic book thing. But look, there were better designs that were comic booky, like the giant eye, the the guy who's just a head and feet. That works. <laughs> but a fucking dumpling with an animated face. That's just like the giant eye is a great Easter egg. Like watching a commercial for something. Yeah, literally. Yeah. If, it, it, it was just such a strange inclusion, and it kind of took me out. What I will say, I, 
as someone who's half Greek, half Italian, <laughs> my Greek side was really loving and digging what Russell Crowe did with Zeus. Oh, yeah, I loved how he had the <laughs> Greek so accent. No, I actually enjoyed no, that. But you know what's funny about that? That's an Australian bit that they do where <laughs> they do that exact type of Greek accent. It, it, that, that's just a bit. So this, it's this over-exaggerated take on a Greek god, essentially. Okay. I love that. It, it's yeah, that's funny. Cool. Like, I'm not going to pretend like it wasn't funny. And yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that scene, that scene, when that scene wraps up and it's Korg dies and you're like, whoa, Korg just like, got, whoa, he's like, he's falling apart. You're like, whoa. And then Thor, like angry, like Infinity War, takes the lightning boat, throws it through him. I'm like, whoa. And all of a sudden Korg's alive and we're like, oh, that was yeah, okay. Just, Undercut one the moment. <laughs> it undercut the moment. Oh, in case you were wondering, yeah, Zeus is alive too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we're we'll get to that. But you know what it felt like? It felt like episode nine with yeah. C three PO, where C three PO is all like, "Oh, I'm gonna sacrifice myself, like oh, my sacrifice mem- my, the, memory. Like my memory." Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it's back. R two had a back. There's no stakes in this and, movie. And what did Korg do that was so important? He had to be alive for the rest of the movie. He just had to be funny. It's joke. He was funnier in Ragnarok too. I'm sorry to say, like. His jokes were better in Ragnarok. It hit better in Ragnarok. He he had too big of a role in this movie. He went from dead bod to god bod. It's yeah, well, we the also the with, trailer. The thing with Korg is that his character could have been his death could have been enough for that sort of emotional stake for Thor to be like, okay, things are getting serious. We have to take this guy down because like, and the, shit maybe is the getting movie real. should start taking itself seriously yes. too, you know but it doesn't and it's a really like a, it's a really cool moment when he throws that lightning bolt through zeus like you could tell he's angry like wow you're seeing that, that like I the was, old thor once again i was in genuine shock yeah i just here's another thing with thor like i don't feel like this thor fits in with the thor we've they grown of, to love over the years they kind of made it a they kind of made him a himbo basically i i I look. It's, I don't really agree with that because I find like. Met, wait, hold on. You've never oh, heard of this term, himbo? Yeah, it's basically a bimbo for men. Oh, okay. You've never heard that. I've, I've never heard it. But no. I get what you're saying with that. But it, I find like the character of Thor wasn't exactly the worst part of the movie. He was like he was fine to me. It, it kind of was a follow up on Ragnarok, maybe a bit less Infinity War and Endgame. I, but it's still, I could believe that it works. This is, he I, felt I, too stupid at times, but then he has sudden moments stupid. of genius. Sometimes stupid, no, but because I, I don't remember if it was Dan Merle or Jeremy John. It was one of the other YouTube movie mm-hmm. reviewers. They made a really, really great point. This is the same Thor who, back in an old film, would stand clear of everyone else and then call the Bifrost. Yeah. To know that there would be no collateral around him. No, now he just likes calling the Bifrost <laughs> in the middle of a room. So he could put a hole in a freaking ceiling. But it's like, funny. <laughs> no, it's like it, I, I don't believe anything that he's doing in mm. this movie because I feel like there's no genuine stakes. I feel like everything is a joke. And again, the story is just scattershot. Let's look at another character like Valkyrie. She got sidelined so hard. Dude, what I the hell? I forgot did, she was in the movie. What did Valkyrie do in this movie? And I love Tessa Thompson as the character. She was fantastic in Ragnarok. She's still fantastic in this movie yeah. just because she's such a likable presence. But... It just—it feels like everyone's just doing a bit. They, they, they do nothing with that character. And on top of this, the movie was, I guess, originally made where it's about the whole love and thunder thing was Valkyrie finding her queen. And all of a sudden, it's like they just kind of sidelined it. But and I was like, okay, he, that would have been a fun like thing. little thing. At least she would have had something. But they provided an idea with the fact that she's so bored being king and that it's clearly not for her. Yeah. And what did they do with it? Nothing. Nothing. She gets sidelined. At first, uh, I thought they got the lightning bolt to power up so she could fight in the final battle. That'd be mm-hmm. amazing. 
only for her to get injured and say, ah, oh, you guys go with Hambi, yeah, I'm sorry. good at home. Ciao. And, they, like, yeah. and they kind of played off as a joke. Yes, of yeah. course they played off as and a actually, joke. And actually, speaking of playing off have injuries... Have you caught on? <laughs> speaking of injuries that, be, that are being caught off, uh, played off as a joke... Sure. Sif. Oh, my oh. God. Sif. She had her arm cut off... And she was basically dying, and they're like, uh, "Your your arms in uh, Valhalla, not, not you, because you didn't. You're not gonna die in battle." Well, I'm not gonna pretend like I didn't laugh at that joke because it kind of was funny. But still, I get what you mean. I was like, it's unserious. It's. I mean, I look, look. look I I, th- I think Anthony does agree with me too. Uh, Paulo, don't speak for does. me. <laughs> um, while I'm watching Thor: Love and Thunder, I'm having a good time. Like I'm not miserable or anything. Like, it's I not like when I watch Episode Nine and I'm just like, when? How do I turn off my TV? Where's the remote? You know, like, I could yeah, finish this yeah, movie, definitely. but it just uh, that, I, yeah. I, I wanna I wanna make it clear for our viewers: you could watch Thor: Love and Thunder and just have a good time. I, that's how we felt in the theater. But by the time the movie ended, we ultimately just felt that everything was just so underwhelming to the point where, um, you know. Uh, it was it kind of felt like a waste of time. It felt like a filler more, episode of an MCU show. The did, more you thought anyway. about the movie and the events that took place, the more it's like it falls apart. Because like, yeah, it was fun in the theater, but then afterwards, when you start thinking, like of the just the points we've brought up so far, it's just like another oh. thing too. Like they they explicitly say like, oh, you need to die in battle to go to Valhalla, right? Poor Odin. Poor Odin. <laughs> Poor Jane too. Uh, except no, she is in Valhalla later. That was just that was just blatant fan. It was just blatant fan service. Maybe you want to call her battle with cancer her battle. I don't know. Like hey, that's what I want. said. <laughs> you know, maybe. But um, you could tell shoddy storytelling. There's there's no consistency here. Like, look, I'm not one to be like, okay, it has to be something that sets up the future. Like, I don't want to force them into that. But like, that was an absolute waste of a scene. So you're telling me you didn't want to see Skippy McDippy in the after credit scene? No, no, that's fine. That worked. I was really hyped for the Hercules reveal. I was like, okay, that's kind of Hercules, fucking cool. Hercules, Hercules. Literally. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> but like, then this one, it just plays and it's like, it adds nothing. Or it's like, it's at least not fun to watch. It's just fan service so we could see Heimdall. Idris Elba looked like he just woke up. Heimdall as a son? That I don't mind too much. I mean, it was, it's, it's an like off-screen son. An it's off-screen son. More <laughs> it, off-screen development for a character. Maybe if you watch Far From Home, you would know. <laughs> you know, and you know what? With the Valhalla scene, it just felt like an absolute waste of time because it confirmed something we already, you know, could have figured from the movie itself that Jane basically went to Valhalla and, because they really hammered home. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean it like that. But, don't you mean uh, Stormbreaker home? Stormbreaker coming in the background. How about you eat my hammer? (laughs) But uh, they really hammered home this point of going to Valhalla, even though you know it's not really mentioned throughout any of the other movies. But whatever. The the thing is, I feel like these Marvel after credit scenes are like now it's like a quota. It's like we kind of have to do them. So do whatever you want at this point. But here's the thing: Doctor Strange two, that after credit scene with Bruce Campbell, where he finally stops punching himself, Hmm. and he says, "It's over." is genuinely hilarious and like obviously it doesn't advance the story but it's a fun little gag that pays off something that was we were told happens in the movie it's three hours i mean he says it's for three weeks and you know we got to see that resolution of the three weeks i wish we got something like that with thor where it was a payoff to like either a little gag in the movie maybe with the guardians because they were barely in it or something like just fun with thor and his daughter like a fun idea i had was that with the guardians 
they actually found a pile of goat shit <laughs> in the ship because the, th- the joke would be like for weeks it's been stinking up the like like the whole thing stinks the ship and they're like okay what's going on why is it f- like reek and then they just find a pile of goat shit <laughs> and at least there it would be funny because it ties into the the goats really just being an absolute annoyance to the guardians but instead it's like no we just wasted time we saw heimdall even though he was supposed to be dead for you know whatever not a fan of that what they did and i kind of wish they did something else i mean sure it's a better after credit scene i'm not gonna say your idea is good but you know it's just, i i feel like after a point you just stop with these after credit scenes because they're just doing it because they know the fans want to see them and yeah. that's all the fans want and it's like they just like I mean they mean nothing sometimes now they're meaningless. You know what? they should at least try to experiment, do something funny or something that's just, you know, what? They, they people say that MCU movies are just you know jokes upon jokes. You know instead of setting up the story, if you can't set it up, put a joke in there. I'm sorry, just yeah. do something instead of just wasting time. What a surprise that it wasn't a joke. Like you know, yeah, the whole movie's a joke, and then the after credit scene, which is always a joke, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. there's something poetic about it. Now, let's talk about the uh, God Butcher's uh, realm. The Shadow Realm, I believe. He's yeah. In. The Shadow that Realm. That was visually spectacular yeah, for me. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Oh my god, look. We're talking this, about something positive about Thor Love and Thunder. Look, the CG <laughs> hit in that scene. It looked good. Yeah, It was it a cool scene. I like seeing the, the small use of color. In one, it, it's an awesome scene in an otherwise mid-movie. So they really played up with the black and white and really made sure it works with the monsters, with the shadows, visually amazing. And if I were to say one positive thing, seeing that in a theater was genuinely spectacular. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add for the shadow realm? It's cool. That's about it. (laughs) Uh, No, to me, it felt actually uh, the most like Ragnarok YTT. Mm -hmm. Like he, like to me, he felt like really, really inspired in that sequence to do something cool with it, something different. Because even the visuals in this movie, for for a vast majority of it, to me, just feels like basic blocking, basic coverage, nothing cool. So There's a couple flat. Like, like he did a couple of the uh, like the the profile shots of like you know the like silhouettes. A, yeah, like a silhouette shot of like Thor doing cool things and breaking things and whatever. Like okay, you know, but that to me is just like he's taking, he's like ripping off his own work in Ragnarok because he did that a lot in Ragnarok. No, um, but it's like, oh, a few good shots are going to make everybody forget the the rest of the garbage cinematography. But you know the movie, I mean? yeah, the movie just to me feels very, very dull. Uh, the cinematography was not on point in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Some be- people call this movie visually spectacular. If you want to c- talk about the Shadow Realm sequence, then yes, I think that's, that's yeah. fantastic. That's There's a couple fantastic. standouts that make you forget about all the rest of the ugliness of the movie. And it makes are, people say that. And there are some moments that feel like really cool comic book imagery. Like, you know, we got the sure. obviously bla- uh, the blatant copy of the uh was it the jason aaron work with the yeah. giant monster the giant, yeah, it, it yeah. looked cooler in the trailer because they added a weird like blood gold filter on it and it, it just looked better in the trailer funny enough i didn't even notice. i mean yes yeah, uh, just to be honest but it looked great and honestly even the shadow realm itself it felt like something that would be in a comic book where it's like you're reading it's all color then suddenly it goes black and white for some really cool <laughs> experimental stuff when they run out of a uh, color budget you know <laughs> something actually i want to mention um this is one of the few mcu movies that i've actually seen once in theaters mm. i usually go twice i hear 
some people have said uh, that they felt the exact same way as we did on the first viewing, yeah. and then they saw it a second time, and they go, "Actually, it flows a lot better for me. The jokes don't feel as jokey. You kind of notice the more seriousness uh, that they're trying to go for but uh, in the story." Honest so, to God, yeah, I just I didn't want to see it again. That's the problem. Like, I really I, didn't. I, want I didn't to. feel like rushing out to see this a second like time. Like I did Doctor Strange or even uh, everything else. Yeah, you say that, but when I said the same thing about Jurassic World Dominion, you punched me in the stomach <laughs> and said, "Shut up, loser." Don't forget when he spat on you. It's true. <laughs> None of <laughs> no. <laughs> sit down, sit down. We gotta finish the episode. Yeah, you're right. I wanna go home. Getting exposed on okay. the TL. I'm back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Stop talking, man. My He's chair back. is being all squeaky and whatnot. All right, I'm back. But <laughs> I'm sure the, the audio-only listeners are gonna love that bit. Yeah, we're sorry here, about that. my chair. Uh, okay, yeah, anyway, so where were we? <laughs> you spat on him? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but yeah, it's true. Like, people really did feel that way. So I guess I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but I think I'm only really going to end up watching it um, on Disney+. Plus. On Disney+, Plus when that comes out. <laughs> Me yeah, too. I don't see myself going back to the theater and paying for it, to be honest. It feels like one of those movies that it's like you have to watch it for, let's say, a... Um like a marathon. It's not one yeah. that's like you could go back to and be like, you know what? I feel like watching Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like Thor The Dark World. Again. <laughs> <laughs> they made a worse Thor movie. Because Ragnarok, I, like I would, gen- I genuinely go back and watch Ragnarok just for fun. Like yeah. I think it's brilliant. You know? Yeah. I don't, it's just hard for me to grasp the idea that this was the same team who put this movie together. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I just, it felt like they really phoned it in this time. There's no, yeah. nothing else to say. It felt like they were crazy rushed. Were they? It's like they had a budget of seven dollars in a dream. This seven movie bucks? had a crazy budget, though. Like yeah. uh, they they got other actors too uh, in the film. Lena Headey. Like Lena Headey. Peter Dinklage was in the movie and again. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. They got back. These people cost money. Like Lena Headey. Now there was like a lawsuit with her. Yeah, something like that. Some, a couple million but, dollar lawsuit. Whatever. Like she costs money as an actress, and then to not include them. Just for the hell of it, like again, it's clear to me that you didn't have a plan. You know, Mm -hmm. it just feels to me that it's like that the the MCU is putting more money into the actors than it is like the actual movie. Sometimes, like even with the way this movie looked, it's like I felt like they put most of the budget in the actors. Like, okay, now we can phone in the rest. You know, because you know people are always gonna go see it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's uh, let's continue. Let's uh, you know continue on. So now <laughs> after the mud, the sh- yeah, let's push through this movie. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> after the shadow realm, you know, Valkyrie gets sidelined because yep. she gets injured. Mm-hmm. It's Jane is her condition gets worse, and we get this genuinely emotional scene where Jane wants to help. She wants to save yep. people. She wants to help Thor. Thor can't allow it because he's still in love with her, mm-hmm. and he wants her to stay alive because. Becoming Thor kills her. Wow, it's like watching the movie all over again. I forgot about half this stuff. I feel like it's no, so, no, but such a forgettable movie. That scene to me is one of the best scenes in the movie. I also really did like the scene where they're having their heart to heart, catching like uh, not catching up, but when they're on the the boat, the boat, the goat boat, the goat boat, and um, by the Lego set right now. And he basically pours out his his heart to her. I yeah. thought that was a really really beautiful scene too. I love that scene. And he gets a little bit undercut with the shittily when he says, "I feel shittily." <laughs> yeah. It's like you could have. You could but have that, that it would better. be good humor if the movie wasn't covered with stuff like that, and it mm-hmm. was just in that moment. I feel like that would have felt earned, you know, because because okay. mm-hmm. that was a joke that paid off from the Guardians bit with Star Lord. Yeah. So I, I like that. That's fair. Um, that's but fair. 
no, the scene when uh, Thor like doesn't want her to do anything and wants her to rest. I really wish that was the storyline that was put front and center, not this like nonsensical quest scattershot storyline. Scenes like that really, really show uh, the profound impact that it's having on Thor, on Jane, and on the plot. You know um, that absolute like he's being torn on the inside. Yeah, because the woman he loves is like she's doing basically the most noble thing you could possibly do as a hero and just like right. she's sacrificing her life in order to save others and it's like of course to a degree it's like thor wants this because it's like he wants to save people but then it's like what about jane who's gonna save jane he can't save her only she can save her, her uh, save herself <laughs> she can save jane jane yeah. can save jane but, but- Look, it's like all these scenes to me, it's like in the end, they don't hit as, as hard as they should because this movie's right. it's just a joke. Well, because, yeah, it's because it lasts for a whole two seconds and then we're immediately we're back to Korg's face. Uh, look, he's just a face now. It's, it's funny. Yeah, but it's like it's we're, funny. we're right back into the third act. And like, then, I feel like the movie has no structure either. I, I don't want to comment on that stuff because I, I look, I, I don't know technical stuff, so I'm, I'm just going to be like cinema genius. <laughs> no, but do you agree with no, me? No, but like, there's no structure to the movie. This movie has no, it's kind of like Jurassic World Dominion that has no sight. Uh, choose, <laughs> your, choo- choose, choose, choose your words. your words properly or else you're getting ripped off the show too. Uh, not again. Uh, you want to spit on Paolo? Like <laughs> no, but it's like, it's kind of missing a second act that just like Olympia is such a s- underwhelming, stupid second act that this movie is like, okay. It, and, it, it's it's not well done, guys. It's so oh, and it leads it to nothing. Honestly, it leads to nothing other than now Thor has another thing to travel to the shadow. He has another oh, weapon. No, no, it, it's uh, that whole Olympia thing was setting up a, a fifth movie where Hercules has to track down Thor and basically fight Thor because Zeus is alive. Basically, and we'll setting up that. a more interesting movie. We'll get to that in the mid credit scene there or whatever. But yeah, and yeah, so now the ending let's talk more you know mini thors i'm sorry to say when he <laughs> gave the the kids the power of shazam or whatnot it, it was terrible i'm like when did thor get this power like what is like is this the lightning bolt that gave him this power i think that's what it was i no, thought it was me, nice but uh you know i just like it was so stupid, probably the guys. best use of uh guns and roses track too uh, but it, they put the whole Guns N' Roses no, but even, album yeah, like, into even the, the music, movie. Even the music, it was just like, man, can you get more uninspired than that? Just the freaking Guns N' Roses' took, greatest hits. It's like at least like, Guardians and like even a movie like Captain Marvel. At least they put like different uh, artists. And also, no, but know. even like with Guardians, like they put tracks that actually pertain heavily to the plot itself or what, like how a character's feeling or by just putting Guns N' Roses for the sake of it like oh this is a good song this is a good song this is a good song and And just interjecting it into random parts in the movie like that's not compelling to me and you know what's funny Taika Waititi actually went out to complain about how people are so into Kate Bush because (laughs) of Stranger Things he's like I know Kate Bush because uh, like her because of her music right and it's like then it's like but uh, you know of these other people only know it because of Stranger Things and it's like he, he was obviously joking. Give me a break. Are you people sure? Are, people are such complainers online. He he clearly said it as a joke. Because uh, I was going to say. Because no, I he, said the exact same thing that he did. He did. He, Matthew yeah, but, said it, but he wasn't joking. Oh, That's now the worst everybody's part. showing respect to Kate Bush because of Stranger Things. She's no, always been a great he artist. He was obviously joking when he I've said that. I've always loved that, that so song. Like, okay, okay. Be that the case, though, it still comes off as a bit like. Snobbish, I know. Snobbish. I get it. And also because he only used basically one artist in this movie. Yeah, it's it, it just felt lazy once again. It's even the like those kids. Why did they got powers and what did they do? And what did it pay off in the end? They they fought some CGI beasts and that's it. But you know what's weird? 
I, I, I think that's more of the Odin power where it's like, you know how he did the same thing with the hammer to give Jane, like to, for it to protect Jane. And also Od- stupid, but whatever. And also Odin himself is able to, to all give the, the power of Thor to people. I think it's kind of the same thing, but then it just kind of calls into question, why hasn't he done this before? Why didn't he do this in Infinity War and but Endgame? That, but that's why I'm saying I think it's that lightning bolt because he it clearly has does the it lightning, lightning It has bolt. to be the lightning bolt. But it's, there's a lot of like leaps in logic, even like the Valhalla thing, like I said before, you know, where you're just kind of like you need where, where I need to stop and question things mid movie. Yeah, it's never really it's, a good thing. Like I was just watching them like and I seeing those like this girl, this girl's using her bunny. It's like, OK, it's funny, but like, it's cute. Like, why, it's am cute. I, why, why am I watching this? I didn't mind the kid thing. Uh, I, I thought at least what it did was incorporated the side characters in a, in a, in a fun way. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. feel wasted like Valkyrie. I'm they, did, they did something. I'm Dawson. <laughs> and you know what? Um, honestly, but, if yeah. I was a kid, that hyped me up. Honestly, it, it's one of those scenes that's like you could tell it was clearly made for the kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm old and cynical now, so it, it run me the wrong way. <laughs> but look, I, I do like the last scene with uh, Jane and Thor. And he's like, oh, I choose love. and when I, Like, I actually thought that worked pretty well. Yeah, I thought I that was a it. nice scene. Yep. Eternity looked awesome. That was like a cool comic reference. It looked exactly mm-hmm. like the comic version. I was like, that's awesome. Then you kind of get Gore's like, oh, I could kind of wish my daughter back, can I? Huh. It's like, oh, you only realize that now you had a wish. You can wish for anything, only your daughter and maybe not your family, like the whole family. You can, yeah. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just get the daughter back. And you know what? Or Look. you could kill everyone. You choose one daughter or everyone dead. You choose. Like, what, what a weird choice, you know? Like, I will what a say weird it, guy, Gore. Like, <laughs> now that we talk about the daughter, I genuinely enjoy the fact that the daughter came back and became, and Thor took on the role of father to take care of her. I'm, I'm, I know what Matthew's going to say, so I'm going to say it before him. It's incredibly unearned. Yep. I don't, I don't it's think so. Unearned. Because no, here, let me explain my point. Throughout this it. whole movie, and Korg spells it out. One scene. <laughs> Thor's whole thing is that he's trying to find love, the love that's been and gone from, from Jane, right? His whole quest is about finding someone to love, finding a family, that sort of thing. With the Guardians, it wasn't working out. No one really liked him. <laughs> Understandable. And, mm. you know, that, that was his whole thing. He finally had something with Jane, but ultimately got lost because Jane had to do the right thing, which was important for her. So now Thor was given this chance at love because now he has a daughter and he has someone also that he can love. look after. <laughs> And someone that loves him too for who he is. And it's like something really sweet and emotional. And it, I, I don't know why. I don't even have kids. And it just resonated with me. It was like... Maybe you do. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kids in another country. Yeah, okay. More like in another... Uh, Dimension. Universe. A new universe. But, but <laughs> And it felt, it, was, it felt sweet. I was like, okay, you know what? I like this. And I like that it kind of sets up that they're this crime-fighting duo now. And I'm like... If Thor 5 is going to be them to like, you know, fucking shit up and being like superheroes, I'm like, you know, yeah. Father, I can't wait to daughter, not watch that movie. <laughs> you know, like a father-daughter team. That's, I you like see, that. But everything you said is like just justifying, but it doesn't justify the fact that it's unearned. All this stuff feels so half-assed. But conceptually, this is a great idea. Yeah. But it's also half-assed and it's like, by the end of it, I'm watching the scene and she's holding that giant uh, Stormbreaker. It's like, one, why didn't they give her the smaller hammer? Logically speaking, I'm going to steal my friend's point. He knows who he is. That the hammer did represent love throughout half the movie. And you think he would have given the, the representation of love. To love. To love his new daughter. 
Nobody gave her Stormbreaker. I feel it's like, like it's more of a visual gag. Like, look at her. She's so tiny, but it's and now she has a giant hammer. But Again, it's visual gag over substance. Yeah. No, but it's not even a visual gag because they don't focus on it. It's like, it felt like such a half thought. Like, it's like, okay, just put it in. I guess she has the axe. Also, you know what's funny? I saw this in a theater. The whole movie? No, no. The, not really. The mo- <laughs> their their ship is a mobile house, right? Like a van. Mm-hmm. You know what it looked like? What? It looked like the ship from Spaceballs. <laughs> of course. It looked like a parody movie because that's what this movie felt like—a parody. I meant it more like, oh, it's a funny visual thing. Or it is a kind space of a motor home. It is a funny visual, but I'm just saying in general, it's like you know, I got my hater mentality on right now. I can't take it off. Yeah, you guys are like, you're like on John Krasinski mode right now. <laughs> yeah, John Krasinski, you know what you did. Yeah, yeah you know what? Actually, uh, for those watching the YouTube video version, you might not notice like every episode that we put up a poster for the thing we're talking about. There's no Thor, uh, Thor Love, uh, Love and Thunder poster here. Because John Krasinski broke into OAR and he stole it. He stole the yeah. He also punched Paulo in the gut. It's true. That's even, why I was in the hospital for two weeks. Even though I spoke bad about him more. <laughs> and you know what? He also stole the footage for Jurassic World Dominion. Dude, um, I'm, I'm seriously, uh, I'm regretting defending this guy. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't like him. I don't like John Krasinski. You're he, a menace. He is ruining Reference Point podcast. And you know what? The only way he could fix this is if he comes on the show and he answers for his crimes. Yeah. Bring me back my Love and Thunder poster. I need to rip it. <laughs> anyway. Point is, so the movie ends. <laughs> and it's over. And I was happy because it was over. And they play a good song in the end credits. And a mid-credits scene comes on. And like I said before, me and my friend Peter. You know who we are, Peter. You're probably watching this. We laughed our heads off because Brett Goldstein, I love the guy. He is so funny in general. And also, he's seen, like I've seen him in interviews. He seems like just a nice, overall great guy. He has a great podcast. If you guys ever listen to I forgot the name, so now I look foolish. But it's Every, great. Everybody's got a podcast. <laughs> yeah, everyone. They give it to anyone nowadays. Yeah, they just give it to anybody. <laughs> yeah. But, but he, he, like, honestly, just that, like, I'm happy to see him join the, the MCU. As, even as Hercules. I love that costume to give him. It looks great. I love I loved the inclusion. I was, that When I saw that, I was like, that was basically my fucking Skippy McDippy glup shit. Yeah. I was like hyped. I was like, yo, they're doing Hercules now? It's, you know, it's just, to see Zeus alive, I was be like, oh, yeah. of course they undo another death, but whatever. That took me, that 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 kind of bugged me a bit. Afterwards, I was thinking, about, I was like, how much more interesting if they saw Hercules without Her- Zeus? Yeah, Hercules sees his father dead, and then it's like, who did this? And then like someone Thor says, Odinson. Thor, and it's like, or it's like, a, a you know, like a god that's like a villain. Like Hades or some something. No. <laughs> yeah, that seems like way more interesting to me. Like if he had actually killed, successfully killed Zeus, you know, that would make him give him all the more reason to just be angry. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I mean? like, now it's like, oh, he he hurt my father. Now I have to fight him. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. It was cool anyway. And yeah, then yeah, it was a cool fight. You know, yeah, end credit scene. Just a we waste said of it. time. It's a, it yeah. was cheeks. It was bad. And. uh are we done about this movie? Because I think I'm done. <laughs> Final this episode, This episode started and finished like the movie. Just completely rushed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, again, if you like, I got, I know a lot of people who loved uh, Thor uh, Love and Thunder or at least really enjoyed it. Uh, and again, to these people, fantastic. I always love hearing people enjoy things. Um, yeah. I don't like being negative. This is, I think, the most negative episode we've had on the show so yeah. far. And so I, far. I and I don't think... <laughs> well, I, I don't know. The Dominion, uh, is that getting released? <laughs> No, I had more positive um, things to say about the minute. I was like, I'm going to cut all of Gravis' negativity, so it's a pure <laughs> positive episode. Well, funny enough, I'm going to sound so foolish and dumb right now, but, you know, I say I don't like this movie, but I kind of still liked it more than the minion. 
<laughs> okay, you know what? That's it. <laughs> no! Gravis? Wrap up the episode. But he says the thing. I don't give a... Wrap it up. Um... So, you know, um, if you kind of like this stuff, um, I guess subscribe and uh, follow More confidence, us damn it. And show us that they follow have Follow us to on with. social media, you know. Um, OAR TV YouTube channel and at Reference Point Podcast for the social media stuff. And um, yeah, Thor Love and, uh, Love and Thunder. Don't forget to, to support your local comic book stores. See ya. See you next time.